0: Hello and welcome to the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley
1: and I'm Casey. Last week we brought you an in-depth analysis of the Pataki family from Hey Arnold. It was definitely one of our most interesting and different episodes to date.
0: We also, as always, put out our weekly Twitter poll. This week we asked which of Helga's family members you think she has the best chance of mending her relationship with in the future. You pretty much all voted for Olga pretty overwhelmingly, and. Miriam was up there with second, and as we thought, Bob had very few votes.
1: Thank you guys so much for voting every week. We've had a really good turnout these past several episodes. We love having our fans decide some of the ideas we talk about on the show. This week, we've got a new episode for you on Girl Power.
0: We'll be looking at Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot, Ginger from Told by Ginger, and Eliza from the Wild Thornberries. And all three of these shows are being discussed on Friday Night Nicktoons for the very first time, which is pretty exciting.
1: One last thing before the theme song. At the end of our three episode segments, we are adding a new bit to the show. We're very excited about this. Ashley and I have prepared Nickelodeon-themed trivia questions for each other, and we'll be asking them unrehearsed and unscripted on the show.
0: And each week we're going to have a running point total to see how we're holding up, which I will obviously dominate with
1: so i mean i'm gonna keep going back to this uh quote off ashley you know i'm never gonna let that go it was still only 10 weeks ago
0: right but like i had the most quotable episode which means i have better knowledge overall of the show you know like i have better knowledge of what is good and relevant well i guess
1: I i guess it's good that we're doing this because we're gonna get non-spongebob answers (laughs) there's clearly a lot of contention it'll be it'll be great stuff we're gonna have a running point total and it'll be super fun thanks so much for tuning in now let's get started Our first show is The Wild Thornberrys. We're looking at Eliza Thornberry. This episode is from Season 1, Episode 6, called Temple of Eliza.
0: In this one, Eliza comes to be treated as royalty amongst a pack of jaguars. And meanwhile, Nigel and Marion attempt a better understanding of Donnie's behavior and ways of communicating.
1: This was a great episode and a really exciting one to start off talking about the Wild Thornberries in general on this show. I forgot how much childhood wonder the show inspires and how I think it's probably the most educational of the Nicktoons.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I also, it seems like this theme song started rolling up. I was like, I can't believe we haven't talked about this on the show yet. Really, it's, it's pretty iconic.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, it, uh, this is so nerdy, but it's like the, the Chester Arthur of presidents for Nicktoons. (laughs) Like, you just. I
0: don't even know what that means. Is that
1: bad? Like, no, like he was a fine president, but you just forget about
0: him. Uh, Anyways, uh, but we, we get in here and Eliza's kind of going through some, a little bit of Young child being ignored, angst going on. And she draws this picture of like a bug. I'm pretty sure she she gives us some fun facts about it, which I clearly am not
1: <laughs> not retaining. <laughs>
0: no, but but I do like that they you know they talk about the ecosystems and all that. They do a pretty good job, I think, in general, the show of keeping real to the species that they're talking about. And yeah,
1: and I like that they have a, like a geographic map. Of and like a uh, you you see where they are and it has like the town name that they're in in like Brazil or some other like remote area.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely like you said the closest thing to an educational. It's not sitting here being like, let's learn about animals today.
1: Right. Like,
0: you you could definitely learn a lot from it, but anyways, she's she's drawn her picture and nobody's really paying attention to her and she's not really having that.
1: No. Yeah, she is not. She she uh goes to each family member and tries to show them the picture and they're just not interested. There's this a...
0: real, real quick. Specifically, um Deb is like doing some sort of a face mask and Eliza tries to interrupt her. I don't know why it's got to me so much. It's one of those things. Uh <laughs> She's she's like got this face mask on and like, you know, like the I I don't know, something that my dear pores or whatever and Eliza's like, look at my picture. And she's like, now I've lost count. It's only supposed to be on for five minutes. But who counts the seconds for five minutes?
1: Yeah, that's absurd. That'd be, what, 300 seconds? Like... And she clearly doesn't have the patience for something like that, knowing what we know about her character. Yeah, if you don't remember Deb from... Watching the show, or if you've never watched the show, she's Eliza's older sister, and she's basically Squidward without a reason. In my opinion, the worst kind of Squidward. <laughs> she's just a bummer and hyper negative. I guess if she doesn't like nature and the outdoors, she's kind of in her own personal hell with this family.
0: <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, she doesn't really get to interact with many other people, so I right. guess I understand a little bit of the antisocial tendency. She doesn't really have anybody else to talk to and she right. can't talk to animals so
1: that's true that is, oh yeah eliza, who, that's the whole yeah. hook of the show by the way eliza can talk to animals just mbd
0: oh, right. <laughs> i guess we should have if, if you listen to the theme song yeah or like not really song the theme talk
1: yeah theme, theme talk it's kind of <laughs> like with cat scratch where they explain the premise of the show in the theme song
0: yes but you know, she she to to animals, so she's having, like, a good old time. And I, I guess I understand, too, Deb's a bit older. Yeah. Maybe she's also just kind of tired of this. Totally. But she's not really the focus, so. No.
1: There's this know. moment, so Eliza's going around showing the, uh, her picture. She wants everyone to acknowledge. And the parents are, they might look at it, it's unclear. But then Donnie, their kind of feral child who they adopt from wolves... Uh, who doesn't speak English, and he, he, like, in a Tasmanian devil, like, flurry, he sets the table perfectly, and they're rightfully freaking out that we're this, talking,
0: like, perfectly, like, folded napkins and fancy manners, and, like, the candles are lit, like, pretty sure there were, pretty sure there were salad
1: forks and regular forks in there, like,
0: it's not like he just, you know, threw some plates on it, this is, like, Amazing.
1: And Eliza just is, is like my picture, my picture, and I love Eliza. She's you know a strong female character in the the narrative of our episode today, but but that's one where she's got to let it go. Like okay, something something really crazy is going down that takes precedence over everything else that could be happening.
0: Yeah, and you know I'm sure her parents have seen a lot of her pictures and stuff, but you know. This is this is pretty crazy, and he probably also doesn't get that much attention most of the time. So it's not like he's like the golden child, right? You
1: know? It's not a Helga Olga thing.
0: No, definitely not, because I, I'm pretty sure her parents give her plenty of support and stuff. Being be- the kind of kind of crazy adventurer she is, she just decides to go out into the the jungle, straight up alone. I guess with Darwin. Darwin's her her monkey friend. I guess so yeah, he's kind of a with them.
1: Got a British or Australian accent. Yes. Which is it, Australian?
0: I think it's Australian. Yeah. Um. um and so, she just goes out into the jungle alone. and I forget, how old is Eliza supposed to be relatively young? Like
1: 11 or 12, I would guess.
0: Yeah. but young enough that I was certainly not roaming into the jungle or would have considered doing it. She just, she just goes in and she had ghost rivers and stuff. She's a strong girl.
1: Yeah, she is she's solid and she she runs into these jaguars that end up kind of becoming the the core well, of the episode.
0: She runs into a leopard that's in this hole and she decides to help it out and then all the other jaguars are like, "Hey, you must be really special. You must be a really awesome human. You must <laughs> be better than than uh you know the others. They must really look up to you and she kind of gets this acknowledgement that she was searching for at the beginning of the episode
1: totally so they're even like they even say your family must be like so proud of you or something like that and she's so she gets so enamored with these group of jaguars that kind of take her in as one of her own and she draws them a picture and i just thought this moment was so funny uh there are two of the jaguars in this like pride or whatever you call it this small group of related jaguars um these two babies are always arguing and Eliza goes, look guys, I drew you a picture and it's of a Jaguar. And the two babies are going, it's me. No, 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 it's me. It's me. And they're fighting over it. And the adult, the dad, I think, um, yeah.
0: he goes, Hey, the leader.
1: yeah. Like the leader of this group, he goes, Hey, Hey, I, I can settle this. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> they all think that the, the Jaguar is them. I thought that was hilarious.
0: I thought it was good, too. And they're kind of, you know... They're a little bit arrogant, but they're fun. Yeah. They decide to show her this cool temple. She's going into it, and... Partially because they're looking up to her, and partially just because of her... You know, her attitude, she decides... She's, like, reading off of... Well, she claims that she's reading off these, you know... Writings in the temple, and she says, Oh, you know, talks about how every set of jaguars needs a a princess, and I'm your princess now, like, I'm, I'm your royalty.
1: Yeah, and they, they buy it immediately, and they're so impressed by her, and you immediately get the, the picture that she's in over her head, and she's gotta figure a way out of this.
0: But I do like that, as a character, she's, she's not afraid to take charge. Yeah. She's not afraid to do things, she's not... She's a very fearless person and she's not apologetic for, you know, wanting to be a leader. She ends up being a little bit apologetic because she realizes she can't be what she said she was going to be. But I like that she's strong and she sticks up for herself very easily. You know, she doesn't let herself get too caught up in getting upset
1: about things and she tries too and when you try you're gonna fail sometimes so she she's this clear-headed decisive leader and she gets in over her head and the the jaguars become too dependent on her she realizes she's got to find a way out of this she ends up telling the truth and they're so crushed um but they end up ultimately making up it's a nice exchange where uh you can tell they're gonna leave on on good terms and uh, the, the, this leader Jaguar says, you were a good princess Eliza, and she said, I'm a better friend, which we both loved. It's, it hits on a, a really great theme of the episode, that that it's, uh, you, you're you enough as yourself, and you don't have to pretend to be anything else, and
0: Yeah. And also, just, I wanted to throw up props. Eliza actually goes out of her way to, like, go back to apologize to them and really explain why she did what she did. You right. Know, she's she's very much a She's humble, you know, like, she's able to accept that she's made mistakes. She's strong, but she's not stubborn.
1: And she could have gone away and never seen any of them again, and it wouldn't have been her problem, but she went back, risked, you know, them getting angry at her, these, you know, predators, and, uh, it, it pays off for her, and they respect her for it.
0: Yeah, definitely, I would say, of the three we're talking about, probably the strongest female protagonist that yeah, we've agreed. got going on here. Agreed. In personality.
1: Yeah, Eliza's amazing. I want to do more, uh, about the Thornberries and her as a character on our show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, we'll we'll get into it, but definitely I think there's a lot more to talk about with her, and she is, she simultaneously has these moments, you know, like, where she's worried about them not paying attention to her picture where she's kind of not immature, but you know, she's young and she, she's just going through these younger struggles, but she also has these moments of great maturity where she's able to set things aside and admit when she's wrong and come up with these really brilliant plans. And I think she just has this great balance of relatability, but also kind of being a role model at the same time.
1: Absolutely. So I think that sums up our thoughts on this episode and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad we got to focus on her.
0: Absolutely. And coming up next, we'll be discussing My Life as a Teenage Robot. Our next episode is from My Life as a Teenage Robot, focusing, of course, on Jenny. And it's from Season 1, Episode 9B, entitled Gridiron Glory.
1: And in this episode... Jenny becomes the star football player of the high school football team. At a championship game, she soon finds herself facing the former Tremerton High quarterback whom she replaced. And uh, the funny thing about this synopsis that we found is it leaves out the, the fact that this championship game is a robot war. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, it's... The,
0: the, the name of this game being called Football still is a bit of a stretch, but we'll we'll get there. Um, it's, it's just kind of silly, and I guess if you don't know the show, the title pretty much describes it. It's her life yeah. as a teenage robot. She is a teenage robot. I don't know why her mom thought that that was a thing to build, but it was, and she's simultaneously being a superhero and then also going through the teenage struggles. So, kind of similar to Eliza's situation of her you know, going through the younger angst, but also being this crazy safari girl, but a little different. And the the issue of this one, this, this episode specifically, I would say, is pretty strictly teenage drama. Yeah. And it starts out with them talking about how their football team is god-awful, which me and Casey can relate to. We both had a not-the-greatest high school football team.
1: Yeah, I was there off four years. <laughs>
0: And I guess I kept that streak going with my University of Illinois. We've won, like, a couple of games. Anyways, anyways. (laughs) Um, So we first start out, and Brad, which is Jenny's friend, is, you know, trying out for the football team, and Jenny's trying out for the cheerleading squad. And the, the cheerleading squad is actually just, like, really weird. They're like, rah, rah, rah. Go team! It's like really, it's not like quite unenthusiastic, like bored, but they're like in this. It's just a so weird.
1: Which is perfect because their mascot is the Quaker. They're The, yes. the Trent, tre, what's the Trem Tremerton, Quakers, Quaker. <laughs> which I love. Uh, so pretty low energy. I th- I just think, and then Jenny practices cheerleading or cheers by them and does all this crazy stuff, um, with her, cool robot body. It's, Jenny, Jenny's awesome, you know, like, she, she's got a bit of this, like, high school sort of preoccupation with things that don't really matter, that, like, we've all been there, but aside from that fact, she's this awesome robot who, like, does what she wants, you know?
0: Yeah, I do like, too, that she doesn't get too nervous, and I'm sure there's episodes that, you know, she does, but she's not too worried about being a show off. And it's not exactly that she's showing off, but she's not scared to show what she can do. You know, she's not trying to hold herself back in any ways. And I do appreciate that.
1: Totally. And so they
0: seem unenthused though, because she's a bit much for them. And she makes this, this comment. She's like, I even download 120% more spirit. I thought was cute.
1: And so the old, the old, the football, quarterback for the high school gets, gets cut. And the, I think our hashtag wrecked of the week has to be yes. the coach saying, uh, you'll have more time to sign autographs now that you're cut.
0: <laughs> yes. Really harsh. Yeah. But you know.
1: So, so Jenny, it takes his spot on the team. And, uh, my opinion is. Let's...
0: Well... Yeah, you go ahead and I'll. Yeah. get into
1: it. My opinion is that Jenny probably shouldn't be allowed to play, at least with other humans, and not because she's a girl, obviously. Uh, not trying to kill our, uh, equality vibe,
0: <laughs> you no, know? No, she's just, I mean, speaking of equality, she's a literal robot, like, she takes, she takes, like, everything, and she just clears out, like, no one can tackle her because she'll just get up immediately because right. no person can you know go against her and there's this moment she's basically just keeps destroying the other teams right because it's not fair and there's this moment she like throws the football like down to uh you know the end zone and she literally runs and catches it, and she's like halfway across the field at this point, so it's just it's just not a fair game it's really. just and
1: it's not football. the The hits get so brutal, and so then in the the championship they play their rival Polytech, where the old uh, football, where the old quarterback went, and uh, they are in robot suits. The whole team, so it becomes this onslaught. Yeah.
0: So I guess they engineered robot suits, and I don't know what league they're playing with, what version of like rules they've got going on, but nobody blinks an eye. Nobody's like. This doesn't seem okay this is yeah. just, this is just fine in this world's football game.
1: Some guy gets crushed by a bunch of robot arms
0: <laughs> yeah they they start using laser guns on another guy. It is not okay, and, it, and again, Jenny alone was already a problem, and that she shouldn't have probably been on this team but but like wow this is this is brutal, but yeah. then uh you know they're down to just her and Brad and there's this moment where like, I thought, because it's just them two, that he's going to pull through and they're, they're listing off all of the different players. And she's like, is it really just us? And she lists off a bunch of them. And one of them, she's like, Lopez, real bad owie is yeah. response to what happened.
1: Oh, there's another one of those. Oh yeah. And then, uh, there was another player she named after that. And Brad goes comatose, but he wasn't much of a talker anyway. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I, I I do enjoy the sense of humor of the yeah. show. It's good. But it is. It's, it's definitely not taking itself too seriously by any means. But exactly. I I just had this like feeling that you know somehow Brad was gonna prove that you know you don't need to be in a robot suit, but no, he just gets destroyed immediately after. <laughs> yep. There's a really dumb twist, in my opinion. They're like, oh, the reason they've been playing so well is because the last. The last, uh, you know, the old quarterback, he's like the coach, I guess. He's got like this headset on and he's telling them like how to play football. This (sighs) is so dumb. They're in robot suits. Like nobody needs to tell you how to play football to win. Right?
1: Yeah. They, cause, and that's, they they clearly weren't winning because they knew the rules of football.
0: (laughs) No, but that's, that's what happens. And they end up like knocking off his headset. So now they don't know the rules of football. So now they they totally can't win because somehow then she ends up you know getting back at all of them. I don't remember exactly to be honest. This, is just... where the, this episode lost me. Now that they don't, they're not being told what to do. They play horribly, which is ridiculous. <laughs> There's like twelve of these people. Are there twelve people in football? I don't know.
1: Uh, I think eleven.
0: Okay, however many players against her, all in robot suits. But they can't win because they're not being fed instructions anymore. And then she just wins the game. It's it's, just absurd. And then there's this really, really dumb moment. Sorry, I I don't even want to, like, I'm not trying to trash the show. But, like, it just loses me a lot. Yeah. Uh, Where he, uh, the coach, the old quarterback, whatever. He's, like, in this giant, giant robot dog suit. And he's, like, this isn't the end. And you think that there's going to be, like, this great fight between him and Jenny. You know, like this great robot fight where she's actually, like, fighting him off. And then this cat runs by, and because he's in this <laughs> dog robot suit, he just chases after the cat.
1: Which, you know, makes sense, obviously. They programmed a dog's brain into the into the robot. They're yeah. just that good at engineering.
0: So much so that he can't even control it anymore, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh... Just, uh, and
0: Really, I don't. I don't want to just make it sound like I hate the show because I don't. And I watched it a lot when I was younger, and I still think Jenny is a good character. Yeah, and I like Brad as a character as well, and I like their dynamic. But they just—they lost me, man. They
1: yeah, they it was just, a lazy I felt episode.
0: Like, some lazy writing happened here.
1: Totally. Um, yeah, I think I think we've talked this one to death. <laughs> it was yeah. you know good show, weaker episode, but it's a girl a robot, but a girl nonetheless, winning a football game for a high school. So that's, uh, that's equality, you know, right?
0: <laughs> and she also doesn't get any slack for it, which I liked. That's I feel true. like, you know, it's a, it's a progressive school, you know? I guess maybe just because she's so good at it, but nobody's ever saying, well, for one, they don't say that she shouldn't play at all, but nobody even brings up the fact that she's a girl, you know? that's She just kind of does what she wants. Like, it's never even a thought in her mind. Right. Which... Definitely, many teenage girls I would think would be, you know, less willing to do this. But, anyways, she's at least a strong female character, definitely the protagonist of the show. Whether or not this episode is my favorite, not so much. But I, I do think that there's room to discuss her more in the future for sure.
1: Totally. So, next up, we'll be moving to As Told by Ginger. <laughs> Our next episode is from As Told by Ginger. It's called And She Was Gone. It's from season two, episode 20.
0: In this one, Ginger writes a poem for a writing competition, and it's called And She Was Gone, and it's about a girl who wants to disappear. When her teacher reads it, she becomes concerned about her and sort of takes her aside and tries to, you know, figure out where the poem is coming from. And then we also have a a brief side plot with uh, Carl, her brother, using this disappearing potion on this girl and then he ends up realizing that she's basically like his dream girl and he regrets it.
1: Yeah, so we first I want to talk about this theme song cuz it just immediately took back it took me back to so many conflicting f- emotions. Um that's the someone once told me the grass was much greener and it I just feel like it captures that like middle school feeling of inadequacy so well.
0: Yeah, and I actually do. I do like the, the lyrics of this song. It sort of goes through the whole thing and it's like, um, well, I took a visit, but it's possible I missed it. It seemed different, yet exactly the same. And I feel like that's one of those things where, especially in this age, you sort of realize that you're looking at these other people thinking that they've all got everything great that they're going through you know, their own issues, too. Yeah,
1: and I never really thought about the theme song very critically when I watched the show and its original airing because I just thought, oh, it's a fun song about grass and whatever. Like, I know, okay, grass is greener, that's a saying, but I didn't really get how I was talking about how all of them want something the others have and none of them are really happy, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's just part of... part of this age. Yeah. You know, but... You know, she's, she's, Ginger's just this girl. She's pretty much your average, they're middle schoolers? Yeah. I think, like late middle school, I think. And she hears about this writing competition, and Ginger's always, like, writing in her diary and stuff. So, you know, she's, she's a writer, and she spends all this time writing this poem, really puts like a lot of herself into it she's taking a lot of time and i don't remember specifically any of the parts of it but they do this really cool thing in this episode and uh she goes into this cool animation she's typing on her typewriter and then like the keys on the typewriter turn into the strings on this girl and i just thought it was really neat
1: oh it's beautiful
0: it's it's kind of creepy even but like not exactly it's just I don't know, there's she's just this girl on like these strings and this marionette and it's it's really it's really interesting animation and a really interesting tone.
1: And it tells us a lot about Ginger. We see into her head and we see how, how she thinks as an artist and how she's clearly so much more below the surface than many of her peers are. And so she's interested in this writing competition, obviously, and she, um, because of that below the surface kind of level thinking that she does And she submits this poem and her teacher essentially tells her, I think you should see the school psychologist because this is concerning. And uh, Ginger had this line that crushed me. She said, how is it possible to go from feeling so good to so bad? Because she was so proud of this poem. And now they they think that and she keeps saying, but it's it's fiction. It's like, don't you know what fiction is, you know, and right. Um, and just it's to clarify tough.
0: that basically the poem is just about the girl who's trapped and wanting to go away and i think I think the teacher has some validity in being concerned, especially because amongst this age, specifically in females, depression is actually really high it's like mm-hmm. it, it just it just becomes very, very high in this age. So I think her concern is you know somewhat valid. But I also understand Ginger not enjoying this concern. You know, she's she's frustrated because she's she's just, she's not, you know, she she doesn't feel like she needs to see a psychologist. And I feel like, in general, there's a stigma, you know, against going to get psychological help. Right. Even if she did, you know, like, it's not like going to a doctor. It's not like somebody says, oh, like, you're feeling kind of sick you should check that out like you feel like they're looking at you in a negative light which definitely isn't the way this teacher handles it she handles it as professionally as she can
1: but ginger's still disappointed because she you know it's i think it's mostly because it's taking away from the work like she wished yeah she wished it was about you know winning this competition or about discussing her writing and instead it's about her And so Courtney, the, the kind of school bully, I guess we could describe her as, uh, she's typically blonde, not in this episode, but she kind of, she's a mean girl in the, the movie kind of way. And she dyes her hair all black and goes like full emo to, and tells Ginger how smart she was for going the depression, the depressed route for attention. And how, like, she doesn't have a monopoly on it, and how Courtney's gonna get in on it, too. And it's, it's psychopathic. It's really, really upsetting.
0: Yeah. And also, is it Miranda? Is that the name of her friend? friend. Courtney's friend? I think so. She, she also, because they, they overhear her reading the poem. Mm Mm-hmm. And she just, Miranda is just awful. Courtney, I think, is kind of lost in her own psychotic world. Miranda says she's like I mean there were days I wished you were on but I didn't know you felt that too I didn't know you were clinically depressed like that she just starts like making these like digs at her for it and I just felt like that was so uncalled for so cruel and I think it does speak to the cruelty of you know how some people are in middle school they really are that that harsh but it's just rough and again she's I mean Ginger's not actually going through depression she just wrote this poem but what if she were you know it's yeah. kind of it's kind of rough to see see the way that they interact and just the the kind of strange mixed up places they're all in where Miranda thinks it's okay to say things like this Courtney thinks it's okay to pretend to be a depressed for attention and I think you know we just have Ginger who's really definitely the most likable. She's just trying to be herself. She's just trying to write this poem, and she doesn't really know where things went wrong. She doesn't really get why everyone has so much concern and why they can't just read it as a poem.
1: Yeah, and it's really good, too, and she uh, she has this line. I, we'll get into the side plot with your brother for a brief tangent in a little bit, but I do want to conclude her story first. Um, she says at the end in her diary, which is a, a pretty regular trick of the show she's saying maybe us writers do put a little bit of ourselves on the page and i love that she confesses that you know she does feel trapped and she did not necessarily that she's depressed but that she channeled some of her own angst and her own struggles in in life and i i love that we see a portrayal of people using art to build their self-esteem you know eliza does it too and it's it's such a healthy outlet and a great message for kids that creating is a positive outlet to the world
0: I also just thought that it was it was good for them to sort of acknowledge that we all do kind of go through, at times, these feelings, and that you can still be separate from just having them. You know, like, she she mentions, she's like, I think my poem struck a nerve in the people because they could see themselves in the main character, and I could too. And I think it's sort of this, this mentioning of being human, you know, that we're not all perfect and happy all the time and that you can sort of go through and have these darker thoughts, but still not necessarily, you know, have it consume your entire person. And I think it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting episode. I also want to quickly give a shout out to her mom because her mom reads the poem and her mom just, she, she just has all these brilliant words. And she says, you know, if you don't want to go back to the psychologist, you don't have to. She's like, you don't, you know you better than anybody else does, no matter what a person with a PhD says. And I just thought that her her mom's just got her back so well. And you can see she's got this amazing role model.
1: Yeah, they've got a great like, relationship. They're both strong, awesome women.
0: And, I mean, also, um, I forget what happened to Ginger's dad, but I know he's not in the picture. I, yeah. I feel like it was just divorce.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um,
0: But I, uh, you know, you just see these strong females sort of backing each other up and having each other's back. And I think her mom senses what she's going through, but she doesn't doesn't treat her like a child when she talks to her. And I just, just really props to her. She's just got these amazing lines and the way that she's supportive of her without, you know, cutting her down is... I don't know she's she's just a great character, and even the fact that honestly. Sh-
1: even the fact that this show takes the single mother route is pretty awesome. I feel like if it's either in kids stories, it's either no parents or just a dad. I feel like we rarely get just the mom taking care of kids. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the baby go there
0: yeah, it's honestly, I forgot how real this show is.
1: It's great. Yeah, I didn't think it would hold up. It was so much better than I thought it would be.
0: Because really, Ginger, I feel like is such a relatable character, mm-hmm. and you you want her to do well, and you you feel her difficulties, and you feel like she's she's got some teenage angst, but it's all pretty valid, you know. When you remember how it feels like to be in that age, when every little thing matters so much, and she's just she's a very relatable character, and I think she, she does a good job of, you know, getting her, her art out there, and she's not ashamed of it, and even after people start seeing it in a different light, she still shows it to her mom, she still shows it to other people, so she's, she's not brought down by, by the others, and I just, I think she's an amazing role model.
1: Totally, and then a quick background to the side plot, so Carl has, uh, makes this dis- disappearing potion for this supposed weird girl in his class, um, who he thinks is a nobody, and she really does disappear, but he finds out that she, what, got, actually just switched to a different school. She moved.
0: Yeah, she, like, moved houses, so she ended up in a different school district.
1: But over that and... process, he realizes that, wait, maybe... Uh, They go to the library, right, and they find out that she checked out the Entertaining Penguins books... The like... most
0: absurd reference book of all time?
1: <laughs> yeah, so he loves this, like, encyclopedia reference book called Entertaining Penguins. He realizes that, th- that she likes it, too, while they're trying to find her and track her through the library books she had checked out. And realizes, wait, maybe this is, like, the one. And he finds her at her new school, right?
0: Yes. He, he finds her. She's sitting out, like, outside. It's, it's after class is over, and she's just reading Entertaining Penguins, and it's it's really it's this great moment they're like they're reading she's reading the book out loud and then he sort of chimes in and finishes the line whatever it was that they were talking about and it's it's this very weird but very sweet moment and And just some background on carl he's just a very very weird kind of kid he's into weird stuff y'all he's like weird things he has like this eyeball in a jar and stuff he's yeah him he's and just uh, weird him and hoodsy his friend have, kind of
1: have this him and Hoodzie, his friend have this like man cave uh hoodsy's great too i would love to focus on them another day but my favorite moment of the this carl subplot is so when noel the girl that he made disappear or so he thought walks up to him to this chain link fence they just stare at each other After he completed the uh, entertaining penguins quote. And it looks like this nice romantic moment. And then she just says, this is what my voice would sound like if we were underwater. In this really weird, like, gargly voice. And Carl just, like, stares forward at her. He's, like, thinking hard. And he just goes, amazing. (laughs) You can tell he's really
0: just astounded by her. It's so genuine. She just goes on to, like, I think she, like, does some karate or something yeah. in the background she's just she's also i'm gonna say she's I, i'm not sure i don't think she becomes a very major character to my memory no. but i could be wrong but she's also very much about owning herself you she's know she's
1: so weird she's and she favorite. doesn't care who knows it and i love it and so does carl yeah. obviously
0: yes and it it was it was kind of a heartwarming moment you know to have sort of these sort of, you know, strange outlier kids, but they're still, they, they still, you know, work together in their own crazy way. Really, this show, I, I think maybe I was just too young for it when it came out, yeah. or just, I don't know, but I don't remember loving it when I was a kid, and I, I really liked this episode.
1: Me too. It was great, and I, I really want to watch more Ginger for the show and on my own, because I, th- I I really enjoy it had sort of a Hey Arnold vibe in towards in in terms of its like real world values.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely has real voice. And I would say it has um real voice in a different, you know, place than Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold's a bit younger still. True. So there's like different struggles. And I just feel like this this sort of teenage struggle, and maybe this is coming from just me too, like I as like remembering these days I had a pretty rough teenagehood and I feel like I could have used a show like this and obviously it existed and I just didn't watch it but I feel like I, it could have related to me a lot and I think they they did some pretty amazing things for a show tackling a lot of these deeper struggles that we go through and I just thought it was I don't know just really great definitely definitely want to discuss it more but I think that about sums it up
1: yeah that wraps up my thoughts When we get back, we'll be adding our new fourth segment, Nick Trivia. And now, for the first time ever on the show, we are adding our fourth segment, Nick Trivia. Every week, Ashley and I are going to ask each other multiple choice questions, and we're going to keep a running point tally to see who is the Nick Trivia master. And uh just so you guys know, Scout's Honor, neither of us look at each other's questions before the taping, so we have no way to prepare or research. This is totally yes, no, on the fly.
0: No googling, no Wikipediaing. Nothing. Got this. Okay. My question for you, Casey, is how many episodes did my life as a teenage robot have? And that is thirty minute in total episodes. Okay. And your options are A, 24, B, 32, C, 40, or D, 46.
1: Uh, I don't remember if all the seasons were the same length. Oh, man. Feels like I'm on Who Wants to Be a (laughs) Millionaire?
0: Now we should get some intense music rolling.
1: Can I phone a friend? Can it be our Twitter poll and then we'll (laughs) go with what the fans (laughs) say? Um... (laughs) I'm, all right, I'm just going to commit to a number. I'm going to say, okay, I know it ran three seasons. My gut's telling me 32. I'm going to stick with that. I might be lowballing it, but B, 32.
0: That's your final answer? That
1: is my final answer, Ashley.
0: There's actually 40 episodes. Oh, that was what I, that was my other option. Yes. Yeah, so oh, it's a kind man. Of weird number. Uh,
1: it goes 13, 14, 13,
0: so.
1: Okay, I guess that makes um,
0: sense. But that's okay, that's okay. I guess now I have less pressure about getting your question wrong, because at the very least we'll be tied. But let's just get this right.
1: All right, not a great start for me, but we'll see how you do, Ashley. So my question is pretty different than yours. In Avatar The Last Airbender, Admiral Zhao is voiced by an actor who appeared in the Harry Potter series. Which Harry Potter character did he play? This wow. is Admiral okay. Zhao from the first season of Avatar. You know who I'm yes. talking about?
0: I know exactly who you're talking about and I can't picture his voice, which is unfortunate.
1: We have A. Barty Crouch Jr. B. Igor Karkaroff C. Fenrir Greyback or D. Lucius Malfoy. Right, so they're all death eaters. So that's the only hint. I, it's not even really yes, a hint. Yes.
0: I know my Harry Potter PC uh... <laughs> it was Barty Crouch Jr. Who was the second one?
1: Igor Karkaroff.
0: I don't remember. Oh, no, he's the, the teacher from the school, right? Oh, yeah, the
1: okay, yeah, he's the headmaster person. of Durmstrang. Yep.
0: Okay. You know, for no good reason, I'm gonna go with him.
1: Okay. Your final answer is B, Igor Karkaroff. Why not? That is incorrect. It was Lucius Malfoy. <laughs>
0: it, it just seemed to big of a voice yeah i felt like i would have heard of that before i don't know why right i i just can't picture tao's voice at all so i guess zero to both of us great start yeah
1: team. great start isn't this an entertaining new bit guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean it's, it's multiple choice statistically we will get some of these yeah right. we'll, get them, get, right. interesting, we'll, we'll get them
1: right eventually uh so next week we'll have more nick trivia we don't have to keep anything to keep score of yet but hopefully next week we will
0: all right, coming up is our conclusion and our intro for next week. Our fun fact this week is, uh, Wild Thornberry's related. The actress, Lazy Chabert, who played Gretchen in Mean Girls, also voiced Eliza Thornberry.
1: And now I'll never not be able to hear that. Whenever I watch Mean Girls, I'm just gonna think, "Oh, yeah, I never, Eliza. I
0: never knew that one. That one's actually pretty, pretty good stuff."
1: But it makes sense when you when you picture both of their voices, you know.
0: Oh, absolutely! Just never would have never would have picked that one out. Solid voice acting on her part.
1: Yeah, really great. So our Twitter poll for the week is: Which of these three shows would you like to see more of? Between Ginger, Wild Thorn Berries, and Life Is a Teenage Robot, and whichever one. Wins will feature an episode on later on in our run.
0: Yeah, and just keep in mind this doesn't mean that we will ignore the other shows. Just which of them are you the most interested in?
1: Totally. Just
0: let us know. Next week we're going to have a sleepover episode because Woo! we're actually going to be together in person having a sleepover, so we thought we should make it sleepover themed. It's gonna be great. Um we're gonna to be together in person in the same room for the first time on the show, if you guys didn't know.
1: Yeah, we have been international for most of these um so that'll that'll be fun to hear both of us clearly and not hear ashley through a computer for once uh yeah that's all we got for you guys on this girl power themed episode thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time